Kentucky has gotten a lot better over the last few years in football because of the fact that they have expanded their offensive talent arsenal. And on today's show, I'm going to talk about which offensive player or unit the Gamecocks need to worry about the most right here on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast is sponsored by Simplify Home Security. With fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe, 24-7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host, Andrew Lyon, and as always, thank you once again for making the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast. Your first listen every day. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts daily. And on yesterday's show, I talked about why this Kentucky matchup is going to be such a big litmus test for this South Carolina football program. When looking at it from the coach's perspective, from the player's perspective, and for the program's short-term trajectory. So on today's show, I'm going to sort of continue this discussion regarding Kentucky's football team in order to try to help Gamecock Nation get to know their opponent a little bit better heading into this upcoming weekend. So for today's show, I'm going to talk about a few different players on Kentucky's offense, which has gotten way more talented and a lot more diverse in their play calling over just the last couple of years. I'm going to talk about quarterback Will Levis. I'll talk about the running back unit for the Kentucky Wildcats. And I'll also talk about the wide receivers unit. And at the very end of the show, I'll give y'all my answer to the question that I want you to think about when listening to today's show or watching today's show. Who is the biggest threat on the offensive side of the ball from Kentucky when looking at South Carolina's defense and how they match up against this Wildcats football team? So let's get the show started with the argument for quarterback Will Levis and why he could be the biggest threat from Kentucky's offense facing South Carolina's defense. So to give you an idea of what Will Levis has done at Kentucky, I want to real quickly go over his stat line from the 2021 football season, which was sort of an up and down year, depending on the area that you looked at for Will Levis. In 2021, Will Levis completed 66% of his passes for 2,826 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, which was tied for first in the SEC, and also tallied 376 rushing yards along with nine touchdowns on the ground. Now, there's two key stats that I want y'all to keep in mind for what Will Levis did in 2021, both of which I believe are pretty eye-opening. First of all, only on two occasions did Will Levis throw for more than 192 yards against a Power 5 opponent last season. One of those games was against the Iowa Hawkeyes in the Citrus Bowl. Therefore, Will Levis had multiple weeks to prepare for that game in advance. The other stat I want you to keep in mind from last season is that he threw an interception in 10 of Kentucky's 13 games that they played. So yeah, Will Levis might have not thrown multiple interceptions 
in more than three games in 2021, but he was a guarantee to pretty much give the opponent the ball at one point in the football game, which obviously can be something that is a detrimental momentum breaker for a football team. Now, in 2022, Will Levis kind of seems on pace to match certain stats, but also do better in others. As in five games in 2022, he's completed 68.8% of his passes for 1,405 passing yards, thrown 12 passing touchdowns, has negative 56 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. This is due to the fact that he's been sacked 19 times, which is already three more sacks that Kentucky's offensive line gave up in 2021. I've told all of you a couple of times now, this Kentucky offensive line is not very good, especially in pass protection. So this could be something to watch heading into this matchup. But to get back to Will Levis, there's one other thing that I want to mention stat-wise. His action against Power 5 competition. Because while his stat line looks pretty good overall, his stats against Power 5 opponents, which so far Kentucky's only played two in Florida and Ole Miss, and both of them were on the road, Will Levis' stat line is a little bit more modest, as he's only completed 64.6% of his passes for 422 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and one interception in both of those games combined. So let's get past the numbers real quick. What is it that I see with Will Levis? Well, I will say this. I've been pretty critical of the hype train that Will Levis has had during this past offseason. It kind of seemed like that randomly starting in March or April because of a couple of 2023 NFL mock drafts, a bunch of people all of a sudden really started to talk about Will Levis a lot more in terms of potentially being one of the best quarterbacks for this next year's NFL draft class. With some people even saying that Will Levis is a potential first-round draft pick. Now, I will say, I think that Will Levis has a couple of above-average qualities to his game. But overall, I don't see him being better than maybe like a fifth-round draft pick in this next year's NFL draft. Now, in terms of his actual skill set, Will Levis is a pocket passer for the most part, but he is a guy that can scramble, as evidenced by the nine rushing touchdowns and over 300-plus rushing yards from the 2021 football season. He's not someone that is a statue in the pocket. He can take off and run if there is nobody open. He is pretty physically built. He's six foot three, 232 pounds, which in my opinion is sort of the biggest threat out of his entire arsenal because he's got a really big frame, which in my opinion could be problematic for a Gamecock front that has struggled to not only get to quarterbacks in the first place, but also bring them down in certain occasions. I love the Arkansas game when they took on KJ Jefferson, who admittedly is bigger than Will Levis, and you won't see many guys with this kind of size at quarterback. But the point being, this Gamecock defense hasn't been able to get the job done so far this season. So this could be an issue for South Carolina as Will Levis's size and his dual threat ability could help him to maybe extend some drives for the Wildcats and thus spell some trouble for South Carolina by sustaining time of possession and wearing down this Gamecock defensive front over the course of a 60-minute football game. He does have above-average arm strength, in my opinion. He is not necessarily a guy who can throw it like 65, 70-plus yards down the field pretty much every single time. He absolutely unloads the football, but he is a guy that can chunk it down the field, which does help out in the play-action game for Kentucky's pro-style offense. He is also a guy that does carry a certain confidence to him. He's not going to be somebody who is going to be brash and arrogant with the opponents that Kentucky faces, but 
Will Levis has a quiet confidence in his ability. He is someone that definitely thinks highly of himself enough to where he doesn't really see a play that maybe he cannot make. Now, in 2021, that was sometimes to his detriment. At least so far this season, it seems like that he has sort of worked to correct that to a certain extent. He still has a pro-style offense that's being run by new offensive coordinator Rich Scangrello, who so far seems to have used Will Levis' skill set pretty well for what he can do. I still do think Will Levis at times can still struggle in terms of his accuracy on deep passes, which was partly what led to some of his 13 interceptions this past season. But all in all, Will Levis can pretty much make all the throws that you want on all three levels of the field. He's not going to always be accurate, and if you can pressure him a little bit, you might force his accuracy to drop even more. But overall, when Will Levis is given a decent chance in a football game, he's at the very minimum not going to put his offense in a really bad situation more often than not, which is the bare minimum that any coach is going to ask out of their quarterback. So needless to say, Will Levis is definitely a quarterback that Gamecock fans should not take lightly. Again, I don't think that he's necessarily in the class of like a Bryce Young, maybe even a K.J. Jefferson, Will Rogers. I don't think that he is as talented as some of those quarterbacks in this conference. But I do think that Will Levis is an above-average quarterback who, again, is not going to do a whole lot in order to hurt his football team. So those are my thoughts on Will Levis, the quarterback for the Kentucky Wildcats. Now, what are my thoughts on Kentucky's running back room, the diverse skill sets that that room will bring to the field? I'm going to talk about that in segment two in just a few moments. But before I get to that, I want to let you on a little secret real quick. Did you know that over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home? Well, if you didn't, there's a good reason why each of those people have done this. Because Simply Safe uses cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who can catch that raccoon that might have been going through your garbage recently. On a serious note, they protect your home whether you're there or on the go because this 24-7 professional monitoring system will alert Simply Safe on a moment's notice when a threat is caught on their HD cameras and they'll dispatch police or first responders in an emergency using proprietary advanced response technology to confirm whether the threat is real or not. Simply Safe also has advanced sensors for every room, window, and door in your house, which is extremely convenient because it can not only detect criminal threats, but also home accident threats, like maybe a fire that breaks out in the kitchen because you forgot to set the timer while cooking those pizza rolls in the oven, or whatever it is that you like to bake, along with natural disasters like floods and other potential threats that could exist inside a person's home. So, what are you waiting for? Go customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash college. You can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash college to learn more because there's no safe like Simply Safe. Welcome back to segment two of this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. And if you want future alerts and notifications on any new shows that are posted by the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, be sure to go subscribe and click the bell on YouTube or give us a follow wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. All right, so let's continue this conversation on who the biggest threat or the biggest threats 
are on this Kentucky offense facing off against this South Carolina defense. And we're going to do this by talking about Kentucky's running back room. And if you're going to talk about Kentucky's running back room, you've got to start the conversation with Chris Rodriguez Jr., who just made his first appearance in the 2022 football season this past weekend against the Ole Miss Rebels after he was suspended for the first four games of the season due to some issue with a University of Kentucky-related healthcare facility. Not really going to get into all of that because that's not the purpose of today's show. But when looking back at Chris Rodriguez's 2021 football season, kind of like Will Levis, he had a lot of bright spots on his stat line as he rushed for 1,379 rushing yards on 225 carries and garnered nine touchdowns on the ground. This past weekend against Ole Miss, again, his first game of the 2022 football season, he had 19 carries for 72 yards, averaging 3.8 yards per carry and one rushing touchdown, which some Wildcat fans might tell you, based on how their offensive line has played so far this year, is quite impressive to get. So, again, Chris Rodriguez, despite the offensive line troubles up front, is still one of the best running backs in the SEC and one that cannot be taken lightly, as Gamecock fans probably remember quite well after watching what he did to the Gamecocks this past season. Another running back to watch in this Cats running back room is Cavassier Smoke, who has rushed for 5.1 yards per carry on 53 carries so far this season. Now, apparently, he might not play in this upcoming game against South Carolina due to some sort of injury. There was rumblings going on on Twitter yesterday regarding this whole situation. However, he was put on Kentucky's weekly depth chart. Of course, this could be a situation where Mark Stoops is trying to play some gamesmanship here with Shane Beamer. But of course, we're never really going to know what the reasoning is behind him being on the depth chart. Maybe he's healthy. Maybe he's not. We'll have to find out on Saturday. The last one. Running back to note from Kentucky's running back group is Lavelle Wright, who is a true freshman that a lot of Wildcat fans are apparently very excited about in terms of their future. He has rushed for 76 yards on 29 carries, and he brings a big frame to the position, being listed at six foot 217 pounds. Now, when looking at this group overall, this group kind of resembles sort of the philosophy that Kentucky had on offense for several years, dating all the way back to like 2016, 2017, which is this. Kentucky still likes to pound the rock on offense. They like to be able to just give the ball to big bruising running backs that are in the backfield, let those guys get about four, five, six yards at least a carry, and be able to wear your defense down over the course of a football game. Now again, Kentucky does not completely rely on that strategy anymore, especially now that they have a guy who has above average quarterback traits like Will Levis at the helm, but they're still not afraid to just give the ball to the running backs and let them try to dominate a couple drives really on their own accord. When looking at Chris Rodriguez Jr., this guy is essentially your quintessential throwback type running back. And I say throwback running back because these days, most running backs are expected to be guys who can not only take handoffs out of the backfield and run between the tackles and on the edges, but also guys who can be a threat as a receiver. Guys who can catch at least some simple swing passes or some flat routes or at the least get maybe some screen passes from the quarterback and be able to run out in space. Chris Rodriguez is not going to be seen doing that too terribly often. This is a guy who is pretty much going to, again, he's going to run between the tackles. He's got a very, very strong lower body. He's going to lower his shoulder. He's going to keep his legs driving. And he's pretty much going to let your defense know early and often, hey, 
you're going to need to bring it today. You're going to need multiple guys in order to get me down to the ground. And I will say, for the few carries that I saw Chris Rodriguez get against Ole Miss, he might have missed Kentucky's first four games due to his suspension. But Chris Rodriguez, in terms of his power, yeah, he is still a bull in a china shop when he gets the football. And this past season, again, the Gamecocks know this all too well, what he can do to a defense over the course of 60 minutes. That is not going to be different at all this season. I fully expect Chris Rodriguez to, of course, be pretty much the main workhorse back now that he's gotten one game back of some snaps in Kentucky's offense. And I fully expect Kentucky to probably challenge South Carolina at least early, despite the struggles that they have had up front. Do not underestimate Chris Rodriguez and his ability to get extra yards on his own because he can still wear down a defense just as badly as he did last season. Now, Cavassier Smoke. Smoke is a little bit different than Chris Rodriguez. Well, again, he's not necessarily a burner, a guy that's going to go out to the edge and be running like maybe like a 4-3, 40-yard dash. Smoke is probably the one guy of this group that brings some speed to the football field. He has, I believe, probably like low 4-5, high 4-4 speed, which is not bad. And he still plays very physical with the frame that he brings to the football field. And based on his yards per carry so far this season, he's a guy that can help Kentucky to move the chains. He is a good change of pace, complimentary back to Chris Rodriguez. So there's not really a whole lot of drop-off to Cavassier Smoke. And Smoke, I believe, is a senior just like Chris Rodriguez. So he brings a ton of experience to the football field. I believe he's rushed for over 1,500 career rushing yards. So again, he's not like Lavelle Wright, who's a true freshman, still kind of trying to get his feet wet in some of these big games against SEC opponents. Smoke has been around the block a few times. He's a very smart back. And again, he may not be the bull in a china shop like Chris Rodriguez is, but he can get a couple extra yards after contact. He's going to run hard. And again, he does have some speed. So you do have to worry about him maybe a little bit more if he gets to the edge compared to Chris Rodriguez. He's also probably the best receiving threat that this running back room can offer. Now, Lavelle Wright. Lavelle Wright is sort of like Chris Rodriguez with his game. Again, he's a guy that brings a big frame at six foot, 217 pounds. He's not necessarily going to go out there and wow you with some straight line speed that he's got. But based on what I've seen in terms of the Kentucky Wildcats fans' reaction to this kid, he seems like he is destined to be the next in line out of a decent group of great running backs who have come through Kentucky in recent years. Of course, you had Benny Snell there the first year where they really burst onto the national scene when they won 10 games in 2018. Since then, it's been the Chris Rodriguez show, and a lot of people didn't think he could be as good as Benny Snell. And uh, yeah, he's been just as good, if not maybe a little bit better than Benny Snell. And Lavelle Wright seems to be made from the same mold. He's a guy that, again, he's not going to wow you maybe with his pass-catching abilities out of the backfield. He's not somebody who can take it on a halfback toss and run 85 yards for six. That's not going to be his game. But what he is going to do is he's going to make your linebackers have to tackle him just right. You're going to really have to have solid technique. You're going to have to rally to him. You're going to have to bring multiple guys to bring him down. And if you don't, over the course of 60 minutes, he is going to help Kentucky win the war of attrition at the end of the day. So point being, this running back room is extremely solid. And while Chris Rodriguez hasn't played as much as some of these other guys this season so far, 
It doesn't seem like that he's got a whole lot of rust to him after what we saw against Ole Miss. So this is a running back room that is going to be one to watch in this game against South Carolina. South Carolina has struggled with the run since Clayton White became the defensive coordinator here. So, you know, this could be a game where that trend continues. But South Carolina, again, is also facing a shaky offensive line. So who knows? Maybe this is the game where South Carolina bucks that trend and they start to shut down the run game more in the box. It's going to be a very interesting matchup to watch on Saturday night. Of course, Kentucky doesn't have just a bunch of solid running backs. They've also got a really solid group of wide receivers, which I'm going to talk about in just a couple of moments. But before I touch on Kentucky's wide receivers, I know that some of you out there are really trying to find a healthy protein bar. Maybe you're getting near the end of the year and you realize you haven't really been following up on those New Year's resolutions that you wrote down on that notepad all the way back on January 1st or December 31st of last year. Maybe you're feeling a little bit guilty and you're trying to get back out there to the gym, but you still want to have a nutritious protein bar that also is quite tasty. Well, I've got just the fix for you, as there's a new flavor out at Built Bar right now, and it is cookie dough and marshmallow covered in chocolate. Let me explain further. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. It's the perfect treat, and I can promise you, I've gotten these bars multiple times already, along with many others that Built Bar has to offer. It's literally the best protein bar I've ever had in my entire life. I promise you are not going to regret getting these. What's great about Built is that all their bars are also made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, and it provides tons of health benefits. So whether you need a snack after a workout, a late night treat, maybe you just want to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar for you. And at the same time, it tastes better than even a candy bar. Not many companies can say that. So get to Built.com to order your box of cookie dough chunk puffs today. And if you're looking to save money, we got you covered there as well. When you go to Built.com, be sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off of your order. That's LOCKEDON15 for 15% off at Built.com. So go right now while the offer lasts. Welcome back to the final segment of this show on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. All right, so real quickly, I'm going to talk about Kentucky's wide receiver unit real quick, how they could match up against South Carolina's DBs, and real quickly, I'll let y'all know who I think the biggest offensive threat is from Kentucky's team when looking at this matchup between Kentucky and South Carolina. So when looking at Kentucky's wide receiver unit, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out very quickly that Kentucky's got three main wide receivers that are involved in this offense. And that's Tavion Robinson, Barry and Brown, and Dane Key. I'll go over them one by one real quick. Tavion Robinson is the Virginia Tech transfer that the Kentucky Wildcats got this past offseason. And while he certainly has not been Wandell Robinson, at least through five games, Tavion Robinson's not a terrible wide receiver. He's been a solid weapon in the slot for them as he's got 24 receptions for 365 receiving yards and three touchdowns so he's averaging 15.2 yards per reception which is quite good on the surface level but when looking at what he's done against power five competition uh robinson's been all but shut down for the most part as when the wildcats played florida and old miss this season robinson only got five catches 
for 16 yards and one receiving touchdown. Not a very good stat line for a guy who's basically supposed to be the seasoned vet out of this entire wide receiver group. But for Robinson's case, he's got a couple of solid young bucks out there on the edge who are able to help him out in this offense. I'll start off with Barry and Brown, who has 15 receptions for 282 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. Now, against Florida and Ole Miss, Barry and Brown's fared a little bit better than his counterpart in Robinson, as he garnered three catches for 79 receiving yards, 164 kick return yards against Ole Miss on three kick return. So Barry and Brown, he's been a decent weapon as a true freshman for Kentucky. And then another really solid true freshman out of this trio is Dane Key, who has 17 receptions for 269 receiving yards and three touchdowns. Against Florida and Ole Miss, he's done the best out of all three guys as he has five catches for 111 receiving yards and one individual touchdown. Now, what all three of these guys bring to the field Tayon Robinson is probably the speedster out of the group, at least I would have to guess, because he is 5'11", 187 pounds, playing that slot wide receiver position. And if you're going to play the slot position in a pro-style offense, there's a couple things that you need to have. One, you do have to have adequate speed. You don't have to be the fastest guy on the football field, but you got to be somebody who is going to be able to break past linebackers and be able to find space quick and in a hurry. The main thing you have to have as a slot receiver, however, in a pro-style offense is route running ability. Tavon Robinson definitely brings that to the table. Now, again, it does seem like when he faces really solid athletes from other Power 5 teams that his skill set is sort of negated at least a little bit. But nonetheless, South Carolina's DBs have had some struggles with some penalties recently, including some holding and pass interference calls against Shaw and South Carolina State. Part of that has been due to the fact that the corners and nickelback have been getting behind some of these receivers a little bit more recently on some of these quicker routes. Especially in the slot, you'll see probably a lot of one or two cut routes, really short intermediate routes for the most part from Tavion Robinson. So if South Carolina cannot get their penalty issues corrected, this could be an area that could really be concerning for South Carolina in terms of the potential matchup here between what I would have to imagine is going to be Tavian Robinson and maybe Cam Smith since Darius Rush I think is going to probably be back for this upcoming matchup against Kentucky. When looking at Barry Brown and Dane Key, both of these guys bring a lot of size to the position. Barry Brown is six foot one, and Dane Key is six foot three. Pretty good reason to put both of these guys on the edge. And the thing is, both of these guys have pretty solid speed in their own right. I think Barry Brown, based on the kick return ability that he has showcased, especially against Ole Miss this past weekend, is probably the fastest overall in terms of straight line speed out of all three of these guys. Barry Brown and Dane Key. They might be very young freshmen, but they have showcased an ability to make big plays in big moments in some of these bigger football games. For those of you who follow recruiting a great amount, Dane Key was a big target for South Carolina in the 2022 recruiting process, but it was just too good to pass up on being one of those kids that stayed home and played for the Kentucky Wildcats. So you can't really blame him from that aspect. And again, he's going to bring a lot of height to the field. So the big concern besides what I mentioned about with Robinson's potential route running ability earlier and South Carolina's issues with penalties recently is going to be this. South Carolina's not going to face too many receiving groups this season where they can actually match up in terms of size against South Carolina's corners. Not saying they can match up in terms of physicality, but in terms of at least overall length and height, this receiver group might be the best 
matchup in terms of being able to go up against these South Carolina corners that this defensive backfield is going to see all year. Brarian Brown and Dane Key, both being 6'1", 6'3", especially with Dane Key, they have shown an ability to be able to use their length to catch the football. They've made some really solid catches in traffic and some spectacular catches near the sideline. So, listen, they might be freshmen, but these two guys are not guys to mess with. Do not underestimate their ability. They are very solid football players and probably some of the best young wide receivers that Kentucky has seen come through their program in a very long time, especially when you count them as a duo on the outside. So this is going to be a really interesting matchup in terms of how South Carolina's corners can match up against these receivers in man coverage and press coverage. Because again, on the outside, they can match these guys in terms of their size or at least their length. In the slot position, Tavon Robinson, again, you have to imagine he's a really solid route runner. So whoever plays the nickel, assuming that's Cam Smith as of right now, can he stay hip-to-hip with Tavion Robinson? Or is he going to get caught from behind multiple times throughout the course of this game and get some more penalties like he has the last couple weeks? Not to pick on him, because he's certainly not the only DB that's had problems with that. But it'll be something that'll be interesting to watch heading into this matchup on Saturday night. So, to end the show real quick, I'll give you all my quick thoughts on who I think the biggest offensive threat is from this Kentucky Wildcat football team. For me, the biggest threat is Will Levis. And I gotta be honest, if you had told me five, six months ago that I would have said this as the answer to this question regarding this matchup, I would have called you crazy. Because again, I just didn't see with Will Levis this past season. I was not really impressed with him, even in the game where he played against South Carolina. And quite frankly, I didn't expect him to really do a whole lot this season. I figured that he would kind of fall flat on his face. Again, not fully just on his own accord, but because of some of the negative play from maybe some other areas. Especially when it was announced that Chris Rodriguez would be suspended for the first four games of the season. And I got to say, Will Levis has done a pretty decent job considering the circumstances. And I got to give him a lot of credit for that. He's answered the bell multiple times in some of these football games. And I know that he fumbled the ball late in the game against Ole Miss. That was the game-clinching turnover for the Rebels' defense. But you got to understand something. Will Levis brings a bunch of different intangibles to the quarterback position that you just cannot find with many quarterbacks. I mentioned earlier... On today's show, his dual threat ability. And I'm serious. I think that this is going to be a real big problem for South Carolina's defensive front. I think that Gilbert Edmond and Jordan Birch are going to win their fair share of battles on the edges against these offensive tackles for Kentucky. I I have heard a lot of negative things about these offensive tackles. They have not fared very well in pass protection against halfway decent defensive ends and edge defenders. And I expect those guys to have a field day overall in this football game. But it doesn't mean a whole lot if you cannot condense the pocket on the interior. And besides some effort from Zach Pickens in certain games, we have not seen this a whole lot from the South Carolina defensive line. And the thing about Will Levis is... Again, he's pretty decent in terms of his decision-making, in terms of knowing when to take off running or when he needs to throw the football. And in this case, if Gilbert Edmund and Jordan Birch keep winning their pass-rushing battles on the edge, but Will Levis can just go up in the pocket and just take off running, and then South Carolina's linebackers all of a sudden have to take on a guy who actually is a little bit bigger than them in terms of his overall height and his weight, 
then South Carolina is going to have some problems here because I feel like that Will Levis can extend some drives if he can scramble for enough yards. And the other thing is this, Will Levis does have a certain moxie to him. I kind of mentioned the quiet confidence that he does bring to the football field. The thing I admittedly failed to mention in the first segment of today's show is that if you tick him off, even just slightly, Will Levis will definitely not be afraid to showboat a little bit, to play to the crowd, whether it's the home crowd in Kroger Field or it's an opposing crowd in the SEC or whether they're playing their arch rivals, the Louisville Cardinals. He is not afraid to do that. And I feel like that Will Levis has the kind of moxie that a team just sort of is galvanized by, that they are going to step in line with him and they're going to go, that is our guy. We know we're not going to win every single football game potentially, and we know we're handicapped at certain spots, but we got that guy at quarterback. We're willing to go to battle with him. We're willing to go into the foxhole with him every single football game. That's just something that you cannot replace on a football team. It's something that you just cannot find very often, especially in some cases at the quarterback position. Will Levis has that for Kentucky. In a big game like this, a game where Kentucky is going to look to bounce back at home after a heartbreaking loss to the Ole Miss Rebels, I think you're going to really see him express this moxie in a big way on Saturday night whenever he makes a big play or this Kentucky offense has an explosive play. So that's my opinion on who I think the biggest offensive threat is from the Kentucky Wildcats. What are y'all's thoughts on this question? Do you think it's Will Levis? Do you think it's the running back room? Or do you have maybe some concerns now about the wide receiver matchup that the Gamecock cornerbacks are going to now face this coming weekend. I want to hear all of y'all's thoughts, as always, down below in the comments section if you're watching today's show on YouTube. But, of course, if you're listening to today's show on an audio podcast app, wherever you get your podcast daily, you can also feel free to shoot me a message at a lion underscore SC on Twitter, and I'll be sure to respond to any replies or comments that you have for me as quickly as I see them. And, of course, if you've enjoyed the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, but you want to get more news on the entire SEC conference, like the matchup between Alabama and Texas A&M this upcoming weekend, my personal opinion, I think the Tide are about to roll over the Yankees. But you can check all of that out at the Locked On SEC podcast, where host Chris Gordy takes you across the entire SEC in just 30 minutes with some help and assistance from the local team experts from Locked On who cover these SEC programs. So again, be sure to make Locked On SEC your second listen after, of course, the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. But once again, y'all, that does it for me on today's show. I hope that y'all have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.